0: Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
1: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here, and this is going to be a very, very eventful show for many reasons. More reasons than one is uh, is that uh, Manscaped, you can use promo code 5RSN, and you get 20% off your entire order. And we've st- about this we know what manscape does you know what they also do now simon
0: uh testicle ticklers
1: no uh th- that's you know that's their claim to fame but now they offer the beard hedger pro kit nice nice right okay this thing has a zoom wheel it could cut wow. your beard to 20 different lengths and here's the best part i'm gonna get you a kit for free <laughs> nice love it nice Right, so yeah, the email has been sent, and one should be headed out to Simon Clancy very, very soon. And he could do, uh, you know, he could do a review review right on air. Obviously, with the other kit, you know, I don't think that was going to be in the best taste. I I would say, or maybe it's in the great taste. Uh, You know, maybe we get like like fifty thousand downloads on the first day for that. Yeah, you know. But as always, we are brought to you also by Price Picks. And if you use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, you get $100 if you deposit $100, which means it's a one-time rollover, which also means if you bet it through once, you get it, the $100. It's a free $100. Just take it. Super Bowl's next week. You want a little bit of entertainment past the game, right? So get on Price Picks And, of course, BetterEdge.com. Go to BetterEdge.com slash the number five reasons, and you get $25 just for signing up. All right, it's been an eventful day. We'll start off with that. Um, Vic Fangio, uh has pinky promised that he will be the, <laughs> the defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. He says, look, you know, uh, I just want to make it official after the Super Bowl. So I guess he's just an old school guy. I guess I'll get your reaction there, and then we're going to get into some other news. But I'll get your reaction there. Like, uh, I guess this is what, you know, double dog there. Uh, pinky promised. Uh, no, takey backy. Uh Like, what has ha- what has transpired this this past week here?
0: Uh I mean, it feels like that. I'm mean, I just looking at Jacina Anderson tweeting that her understanding is that Fangio at times was feeling a bit rushed in the process, given certain connections, uh-huh. made some adjustments along the way as a result that contributed to the lengthier timeline of his, of his decision. But I mean, look, all's well that ends well. He's a he's a dolphin, and I, I think that's a um, you know. That's fantastic. And look, I saw Chris Richard was released by the by the Saints. You know mm-hmm.
1: that was gonna be one of the things I was also gonna say. I was Bring gonna Chris ask Richard you
0: about and uh, uh, that's a hell of a coaching staff. So so yeah, look, we get the, the best defensive coordinator probably of a generation. He weighed up other offers, he's come to us, he's got great um great talent to work with. Um so yeah, who um I I'm ex- excuse me, I'm excited. I'm excited. It'll um, you know, it's kind of played out the way we hoped. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's also interesting that um that uh, he, I guess he's kind of old school. You know, he is kind of employed by the by the Philadelphia Eagles. They're playing in a kind of big game next week, hmm. um, and he says I don't want to be talking about this until the season is actually over. So we'll do a formal announcement after the Super Bowl. So you know,
0: old school guy, you know. Um, hmm.
1: Yeah, it's also it's entirely possible that he didn't know how to work DocuSign on his phone, and he just figured it out today.
0: You know, I get that. Look, I get that the 49ers job is very, very enticing. Why wouldn't it be? You get to work with Nick Bosa and Hufanga and Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and Eric Armstead and those great players. Number one defense in the league. Team that's been to three NFC Championship games in four years. Why would that not be a a, a massive? Um, a, a massive attraction you know uh, his partner his wife lives in the Bay Area she's a doctor or a dentist or some works in that in that field why wouldn't that be a consideration you know he's friends with Sean Payton the Denver Broncos job has just come open um, Denver's a, a phenomenal place to live you get to work with your, a close friend I, I'm sure that was a consideration as well and and probably I think it fell into that area when the Dolphins made the announcement or the announcement was made by Tom Pelisaro that Maybe Fangio, with the Mike Cleese and the and the Mike Silver reports, that actually hadn't decided exactly what he was going to do. I think he probably found out that Sean Payton was getting the job in Denver, and probably wanted a chance to think about it. And when I say he probably found out, Sean Payton almost certainly called him and said, "Look, I'm getting the job. It's going to be announced in two days' time. What do you think? Have a think about it." You know, I I understand, um, but ultimately he's plumped for. Uh, you know, this makes us a. You know. This makes us a, a, a prime proposition for, for next season. And there's some exciting players in the draft, exciting players in free agency. You look around at some, you know, looking at the senior ball, Christopher Smith of Georgia is absolutely a prime example of a kid that could play in our, in our, um, in our defense. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. Vic Fanjo, Dolphins defensive coordinator. And it feels like, you know, this is a longevity play as well. I don't get the sense that, you know, look, who knows what's going to happen with the hiring cycles, but, um, you know, and if he turns the defense into a top five defense, then somebody, you know, owners are owners are owners, and, you know, they might might want a veteran guy. I know he's only 64, but or I know he is 64, but, you know, the Panthers just hired a 62-year-old Frank Reich. So I don't think we can be too uh, dismissive necessarily of the fact that he could want a head coaching job, but this does feel like a long-term play for a young defense that's kind of going to grow up around him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I am a math major and something tells me if you have with your quarterback, a top three, top four defense, I mean offense, and now you're gonna have a top five defense that bodes well in the win column as far as what we're trying to do here, which is win a division, have home games in the playoffs, and maybe play in one of those games on Championship Sunday. Uh so yeah, obviously it's 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 a great thing. And moving on, yeah, I was gonna ask you about Christian Sharp, but that's not important. What's it what is important is that Matt Applebaum was. Dismissed today as the offensive line coach. And it's been revealed that the Miami Dolphins have been interviewing offensive line coaches. And in line is Dan Roshar of the New Orleans Saints, which is kind of interesting because Turner Armstead has a tie there. He's actually uh, spoken about him uh, at length. Uh, first of all, your reaction. Did you know about this? Am I breaking news to you or?
0: No, uh, you. Yeah. You're completely breaking news, actually. I've been out all day, so I've literally just come back in and and, and you've just informed me there. About, about, I mean, it's it, it's a surprise, I suppose, in a way. I mean, it's there's a famous, and our English listeners will know this, there's a, a famous um, Spanish soccer coach over here uh, who worked over here for many years, was manager of Liverpool. His name was Rafael Benitez. He was extremely successful. He won the Champions League with Liverpool. He was very good at Valencia. He went to Real Madrid um he was uh very very influential in the late 1990s early 2000s and he his problem was that he sort of bemoaned the fact that owners wouldn't back him um in the transfer market to buy players and he made a very famous um he made a very famous statement and I'm just trying to get it exactly right um so when he was at um Valencia he when he was the manager of Valencia in Spain, he he had this quote in reference to to players he wanted to sign and they wouldn't let him um, because they said that they didn't have the money. And he said, I asked for a table and they brought me a lampshade. And I do think in many respects that <laughs> Matt Applebaum has been given the lampshade um, and maybe he got one leg of the table or two legs of the table with Teron Armstead or two legs of the table with Armstead and, and, um, and Connor Williams. But look, we still have an issue at, at right tackle. That hasn't gone away. We still have an issue at left guard that hasn't gone away. And with Barry Jackson and and, and nobody's more connected with the dolphins than Barry. Um, when Barry put out his article the other day about how they weren't looking to upgrade the offensive line, that they were going to give Austin Jackson and Eichenberg the chance to win jobs that they were going to bring back Brandon shell as a backup tackle. And you just kind of think, come on guys, you know, come on. The offensive line wasn't very good. You know, this is a, you don't have to look at Joe Burrow. You have to look at the, the success of the Philadelphia Eagles that's mm-hmm. the best offensive line in football by miles. You know, yes. you've got a top five left tackle in Jordan Mailata. You've got a top three left guard in, in Landon Dickerson. You've got a first ballot hall of fame, best center in the league in Jason Kelsey. Absolutely, you've got Simola at the uh, right. Hey, great guard.
1: podcast host. Don't forget that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isaac Simolo, who's a top six at worst right guard and probably higher. And you've got Lane Johnson, a first ballot walk-in hall of fame and best right tackle in the NFL. Okay, that the, the reason the Eagles are in the Super Bowl is because of that and because of the defensive line, and, and Harry Roseman has built those lines. The Dolphins, for continue- do you know what
1: year? Uh, just to interrupt. Do you know what year was the last that was the year that Lane Johnson gave up a sack? Oh, I mean, 1840 <laughs> it was 2019 and uh, it was I- two. Do
0: you know who? Uh, Cameron Wake, Nick Bosa. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I mean, look at the way he played Nick Bosa at the weekend with a groin yes. injury and everything else that he was carrying. I mean, he absolutely locked Nick Bosa down, who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. So, you know, uh, that says it all. So, you know, I do think that you know, Applebaum, you know, wanted the table, was given a lampshade. Um, I think it's unfortunate, but and I actually didn't think he did a bad job. I thought at times the offensive line was competent, yes. uh, actually. Um, you know, yeah, the offensive
1: line had its moments, but you can't have an offensive line have moments. You know, what no. you know what I mean? Like, but, like that's not how, the way it's supposed to work. It, the way it's supposed to work is that your offensive line is either supposed to be good or bad, not yeah. have
0: moments. But, <laughs> you know, you know I, I think when you look at it, you know, three of the five positions are fixed, or rather, two and a half positions are fixed, actually. Um, you know, because as good as Terrell Arms is as the best player on the offensive line, you cannot rely on him. For, for all that time, you know, you, you can't rely on him for 16 games. He's not played 16 games. I think he's played one season of 16 games, mm-hmm. you know. So you have good starters in Armstead, in Williams, in Hunt. But, you know, the, the team says they remain invested in, in Eichenberg and in Austin Jackson, who will have a chance to compete for starting jobs together. And, and that's not good enough. It's not good enough. This offensive line needs to be better. It needs to protect the quarterback who's had significant issues after getting hit. You know, uh, we need to protect... The investment, and I would, you know, to me, free agency should be about building that offensive line at left guard and at, and at right tackle, or if you're going to move Rob Hunt to right tackle, then at left guard and right guard. It should not be about continuing to uh, employ the players who haven't been good enough during their period of time with Miami. And it's okay to hold your hands up and say, you know what, I blew a first-round pick with Austin Jackson, and I traded up and blew a second-round pick with Liam Eikenberg. It's okay for that. oh, Or it's okay to say, look, they're going to be backups, but we're going to bring in better guys. But if we go into the season again with, you know, Armstead, Liam Eichenberg, Williams, Hunt, and Austin Jackson, you know, that is.
1: Yeah, it's a repair. It's a repair job on a new, uh, on on an old car. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it is. Like you can fix your car and it, and it might work for the season, but it might break down again. And if it breaks down again, then you threw away another season. So I completely agree with you. Um, the article goes on and this is, uh, I'm this is Armando Salguero who's, who broke this story today. The article goes on to say that Mike McDaniel was disappointed. And, you know, that word has been used that Frank Smith was required to assist Matt Applebaum with his offensive line duties. And he wants somebody to be exclusively with the offensive line. And that's one of the reasons Matt Applebaum was dismissed because he wants Frank Smith more involved on the offensive side of the ball and actually using his offensive coordinator uh, title, uh, did that surprise you a bit? Uh, by the way, I, I have had a lot of interactions with with Matt Applebaum, and he's a fabulous guy. I thought he did a good job. Really informative guy, smart guy, uh, very forthcoming. Uh, it's a shame that he has to go. But did that part kind of, you know, surprise you a little bit that Mike McDaniel is the one making the call here?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I I thought Danny Crossman would get fired. I didn't think. Um... I didn't think that Crossman would outlast Matt Applebaum. And, and the, 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 the I think the underlining of how bad this offensive line has been is that this is our ninth offensive line coach in 10 years.
1: It's actually now, the opposite. Yes. It's our 10th offensive line okay. coach in nine okay. years.
0: Well, there you go. Well, that tells you all you need to know then about just how bad the offensive line has been. Because if the offensive line had been good, you wouldn't have had 10 coaches in nine years. And I think that's that's what we say.
1: Uh, there's an unsubstantiated report that Mike Munchak will will also interview. Um what do you make of Dan Rashard? This is a guy that's been named uh by name by Taron Armstead. Do you think that it's possible? Because it's you know, this happens before. Turn Armstead uh, is not your normal player. Uh he carries like a certain kind of weight around the team. Like if you watch him at practice, like he doesn't even he doesn't feel as if he's a, a player. He feels no. as, as if he's like a player coach. Uh, first of all, he's allowed to not practice, <laughs> okay? Which is which is saying enough. Like he practices whenever the hell he feels like it. But Dan Rochard is a guy who's he's mentioned often. Uh, does this feel like a Teron Armstead hire? Like Teron Armstead said, you know what? Bring in this guy. Uh,
0: I mean, potentially. Um, I, I suppose my concern would be that Teron Armstead isn't the one that needs coaching. Right. You know. Um, I mean, I don't know enough about the guy to really make any sort of. Sensible and, and and salient comment because I know he's. Yeah, not Yeah, I don't know
1: who the hell Dan Richear is. Do you know who he is?
0: No, I've got no idea. I mean, uh, well, I do. I, I know that he was he was the run game coordinator, I think, and the tight ends coach for the Saints. Um, I, I think he was a player. Was he a player? Oh no! Look, I've googled him now. Look, so he started as the offensive backfield coach for Butler in the eighties, eighty six to eighty eight, and then eighty nine to ninety two as the offensive coordinator, Rhode Island, Ball State. Uh, Illinois for a couple of years, Northern Illinois. So he was at Northern Illinois, I think, at the time when. Um, was he at Northern Illinois? No, actually, ignore that. Uh, back to Illinois for a couple of years, Cincinnati, Michigan State, uh, and then came to the pros with the Saints in 2013 as the, as the running backs coach, then the tight ends coach, offensive line coach for four years, and then two years ago was the run game coordinator and tight ends coach. But he wasn't working last season. So, you know, he's been unemployed for a season. So, yeah. I mean, look, I, I would imagine Teron Armstead has probably had some sort of impact. I, I can't see immediately where his path would have crossed with somebody that McDaniel would necessarily know. Does that make sense? But, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it is interesting. And it is interesting that the very stealthy brought in – uh people to interview, and we didn't know about it. Um, All right, final thing. Uh, Tua Tungvalo has been cleared of his concussion protocol. We know about that. But do you know that he is uh giving and granting a live interview at the Super Bowl on Friday? Extensive long-form interview next yeah, Friday. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. Does it surprise you that the interview is with Mike Florio and Chris Sims?
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, I, I don't know why two would agree to do it, quite frankly, but well.
1: Isn't he like showing, because uh, I've asked the same question on Twitter. He's showing he's the bigger man, Uh, you know, like you could say all these things about me for the past three years and especially this last year,
0: but I'll go on your show and grant you the first interview I grant anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I wouldn't give that guy the steam of my shit, so I don't really know why he's doing that, but, uh, you know who is a nice guy so and i'm not so
1: yeah well uh, if you guys want to see that interview it'll be i guess on mike Florio's show next friday uh long form long form interview live at the super bowl so it should be fun i can't wait to see what he has to say um all right we're gonna go to break and we come back we're gonna go over these these uh senior bowl rosters but first these words Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954 954- 5790356 or visit their website at WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to three yards per carry. All right, and we're back. And I don't know if you heard the ad, but uh Drizzly, we'd like to welcome Drizzly as a sponsor to the show. Uh, they're running on our reels at mid-show and pre-show and post-show uh drizzly.com is a service that will if you know if you have need for any alcohol any alcoholic beverages to be delivered to your home you just download their app and they'll send it to you so if you heard my voice in the middle of the show or before the show or after the show use it they're a new sponsor to the show and we're very proud to have them as a sponsor uh, do you have anything like that in in the uk simon
0: no, not, not at all. Nice to hear from our, um, our new friend of the show, Jalen Phillips, as well.
1: Yes. also Yes. Uh, if you want to tell that story, go ahead and tell that story.
0: Yeah. So my my other half has been working with Jalen in London today. Um, absolutely sensational human being, apparently. Just a fantastic guy. Um, talked uh, just about how amazing McDaniel was. He was a great guy. Um, how beloved he is by the players. Uh, how sort of hands-on personal care was fantastic so so yeah uh he's on holiday he's been in paris with his partner he came into london he's in london for a couple of days and did something for uh, the nfl uk um and did a long sort of sit-down interview about his life and his career and sort of 50 minutes with jason bell the former cowboys and giants defensive back who works for the nfl over here and um yeah fantastic guy and he he's a friend of the show
1: yeah, that's and, and you know, and you'll be hearing that rejoin, uh, Jalen Phillips. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll try to talk to him in this. uh I'll try to try to get him on the on, on the podcast this summer at camp. You know, maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. All right, let's go over this. These Senior Bowl rosters. If you have them in front of you, you could, you could you know you could work along with us. We'll start with the national team and the defensive back group. Uh. Kidron Smith from Kentucky, Jale Skinner from Boise State, Daniel Scott of California, Sidney Brown, Illinois, Riley Moss of Iowa, also Kayvon Merriweather from Iowa. Nice player, by the way. I really like him. Uh, Jacoryan Bennett of Maryland, Kai Blue Kelly of Stanford, Makai Blackman of USC. Uh, he was expected to be a very high pick very a while ago, and I don't know what's happened to him uh Jartarius, uh Martin of Illinois and Ronnie Hickman of Ohio State what stands out to you from this entire group
0: uh I think like the the, the two best players I think uh are, are probably um Kai Blue Kelly of, of Stanford is a guy I've always liked and, and JL Skinner um of Boise I think JL Skinner is is actually a really good uh fit um in terms of um you know our defense i, I don't think they'll spend that money on a safety necessarily. But then, you know, safeties are, um, you know, important in the scheme. You know, he's got length. He's got power. Uh, he is a versatile player. I mean, he can play all over. he could play deep, he can come into the box. Um, you, you know, he probably, he, he's got just a great sort of size, speed, combo. You know, really physical downhill safety will just come up and give you an absolute, you know, He'll knock your block off, and we talked about on the draft show about um about the 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 kid from Illinois, uh, Witherspoon Devon Witherspoon. Uh, somebody will come up and ring your bell. This is the same as as JL Skinner. I, I think Blue Kelly was much more of a, a fit uh, for the previous defense. I don't think he's necessarily a fit for um for Vic Fangio because he wants to play a lot of man. But he is a really good player, and I think he's uh, he's held up really really well at the senior bowl and probably has become a top sixty top seventy five pick.
1: All right. And moving on to the defensive lineman, uh, if, if you're looking at your lists, if anything pops out to you, I'll, I'll talk to about one player in particular who's having a pretty good senior bowl week. And that's Nesta Silvera. Uh, he transferred out of the University of Miami a year ago. Um, and I wrote about this on OnlyFans. He has the motor and the desire of a Christian Wilkins. Unfortunately, I don't think he has the talent because I think he's limited physically. I was surprised to see that he measured in at six one and a half, three hundred and seven pounds, because he just always seemed smaller to me when I watched him play. Uh, he's re- absolutely relentless. Now his issues come that he is, he's kind of, pigeonholed as a three tech and not much else. I don't see where the fit for Miami is. He's a guy that they can get because I do believe he'll be available in the sixth and seventh round, possibly as a UDFA. I don't know if you have any any thoughts on Nesta Silvera, but those are mine. He's a hell of a player. uh, Just not, you know, top 100 worthy, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy I really like is Keanu Benton of Wisconsin, uh, who's had a really big week there as well. And, and, you know, you're looking for defensive tackles that can rush the passer. And this is a plug-and-play three technique, I think, at the next level. he's He's been really solid all week. You know, hands, the ability to to shed blocks has been very impressive in pass rushing drills. Um, I, I think he's a he's had a dominating couple of days. I think down in Mobile, I think he's a, This is a guy that could be working his way into the probably into the top forty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as impressive as a, a player as I've seen certainly this week at the um, you know, it's not a super deep interior defensive line class, and it's certainly not a super deep class at um, uh, down in Mobile. But you know, this is a guy that. Yeah, he plays with heavy hands. He's a run lane clogger, but he's got the ability to get after the quarterback as well. Um, yeah, I think he's a he's an impressive player. I, 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 so I had a friend of mine who's a Michigan fan message me earlier on to say that the the Michigan center, uh, the transfer, had a really good day in one on ones um, today. Uh, Olawotimi, uh, Olawotimi, the the Michigan mm. center transfer. But um, I think generally Benton has has been excellent. Uh, the Wisconsin guy certainly the the standout for me.
1: All right, moving on to the, the linebackers from from the north from the national team. Uh anything stands out. I know Cam Jones is getting a lot of press as well this week. Uh any thoughts?
0: Yeah, look, there's two guys on there. Ivan Pace Jr., just the downhill pass rushing threat that that he brings. I watched his uh I watched every single one of his pass rushing reps through two days. He's just absurd in the way that he can, you know. Just taking on running backs, taking on tight ends, taking on tackles, just a a designated blitzer. I mean, he's just a different – he's just put together different in terms of how he gets after the quarterback. Um, He is a guy that you could line up at the edge on obvious passing downs. He just cuts. He's so quick. He's so explosive. Um, He's just so efficient with his hand usage. Um, So I think he's had a really good week. He stood out all week long, especially in pass-pro drills. Uh, I think he's going to run well um you know he's just uh you know, a linebacker that you can play all three downs i mean look he's 5'10, 231 and he's got a 72 inch wingspan uh, but he's a player you know and in terms of getting after the passer as a designated blitzer running backs and tight ends this week have had absolutely zero point zero change out of him um the the guy that you mentioned obviously cam jones um is a really good player. And uh, the, the kid on the West Coast that, you know, most of America doesn't really get to see very much because obviously they play late on is the, the kid at Washington, uh, Diane Henley, the the linebacker there who's just looked absolutely sensational in, in pass coverage, um, all over running backs on their routes, you know, backpedals, light on his feet. He can explode once the running back makes the cut. He can, he's so quick that he can undercut guys um just a standout player i think for the national team both in um both in rushing the pass and not quite as good as pace but in in coverage he's just been you know every rep just looks absolutely absolutely easy um and you know all morning certainly yesterday i think uh watching back the the footage he was just um he was just fantastic in coverage drills
1: all right moving on on to the the offense give me three players and one guy in particular because Joe Shad's been on this all week he says that the Dolphins have been especially chatty chatty with uh, Chase Brown running back out of Illinois uh your thoughts on him and give me three players to watch on the offense of the national team
0: oh so uh, I mean Brown is an interesting an interesting I mean it's an interesting class of running backs full stop actually in terms of um you know, it's deep for a team that probably needs an extra running back. But but Brown has got, you know, he's got good feet. I mean, this is a guy who's got excellent feet. He's good in pass protection as well. This is a guy that you want to, you know, look after the quarterback. He will put his head down at the goal line. Uh, he will put his head down in short yardage, which is obviously something that the Dolphins, you know, really need. We're not a great short yardage team. 1600 plus rushing yards, but also a really good receiver out the backfield. Uh, and that's shown up all week. Um, I, I think he's been impressive in um he's been impressive uh, with his footwork in the footwork drills in you know in those individual periods where he has struggled, and and I talk about his past protection, he has struggled mightily when trying to block those aggressive, downhill, speedy, quick twitch guys. So guys like Henley, guys like Andre Carter from Army and Ivan Pace, that that is that is not his, you know, that is not his game. He's got to do a better job of that. Uh, against quicker twitch guys, but you know, as somebody that can uh, see a hole, find a hole, get down the field, then you know he's an interesting guy. Three players that I picked for the national, I, I think Cody Morch the 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 big sort of tackle from North Dakota State, who's played all along the line this week. I I don't think he stays at left tackle. I know he's been used at center. Um, he is a kind of a throwback kind of, you know he is a bit like who's the guy that Denver drafted a couple of years ago. Um, small school guy was dominant at the senior bowl. Oh, I mean, yeah. got, oh. You know who I mean? He went in the second round anyway, him, um, watch was a, like a, a walk on tight end at North Dakota state gained 85 pounds, switched to tackle. I think he's a second day guy. Um, you know, long red hair looks like a kind of an extra. Quinn minors, Miners. Miners. Exactly him. Um, yeah, I think uh, he's had a stock-up week. Um, he's been very impressive. Who else is... Um, I mean, like Jake Hayner, the quarterback out of Fresno State. He's got a quick arm. He's an absolute gamer. I know Roshan Johnson got hurt, the running back out of Texas. I think he's a plug-and-play starter. Um, Durham Payne's had a good week, the tight end from Purdue. Um, and there's a couple of the receivers. Look, um, the, the guy that stands out for me, actually, most of all, and I saw him two years ago, just looking up and down this list here. I saw him two years ago at uh, Stanford when I was watching Davis Mills. That's Michael Wilson, uh, the wide receiver. He has been terrific this week. Uh, He has got a serious release package. Uh, Contested catch guy. He's a, a terrific route runner. Catches the ball really well. Hasn't lost a route all week. Um, he is a very, very good player, you know, and this is a guy that will cross the face, that will reset verticals, he'll break into the slant, he's six foot two, 216 pounds, he's just got suddenness that you just can't coach for a guy that size. Um, a lot to like about Michael Wilson, who I think is probably an early um, early day three guy. Um, loved him a couple of years ago, he got, he got banged up, got injured, but contested catch winner will go up, high point the ball, um, he's a player I really like.
1: All right, moving on to the American team, and that's how we're going to handle it. Give me three players from the defense, and then I guess we'll do the offense. But give me three players from the defense that got, people yeah. should be watching on Saturday.
0: Um, So I really like – and I mean, I'm slightly biased because I am a Florida State fan. Um, But uh, Jamie Robinson, the safety, I, I think he's a really – now, I don't know if he's going to play at the weekend because I have a feeling he was carrying an injury. But he is a guy that um, – uh that I really like. He's an excellent, so he's so physical. You know, you watch him in the one-on-ones, he has, he has been playing, he's not interested, he, he you watch him in the one-on-ones, he's been outstanding in coverage, he's very sort of aware of where he is on the field, he's very aware in one-on-one, so he's not just a, you know, this is a guy that you can line up in the slot, you, you talk about what Javon Holland did, you know, mm-hmm. I watched him raise like guys like Rashi Rice, um, the receiver, the 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 really quick receiver, um, just physical, physical reps, um, and, and, he he's got a bit of sort of Jalen Petrie in him I think you know you look Mm -hmm. at the the kid that the Texans signed from Baylor drafted from Baylor you know line up in the box he'll run the alley he'll blitz from safety post uh he's instinctive he can play coverage I think he's a guy that probably ends up going in the second round actually uh when all's said and done so he's a player I really like um who else do I like on this list just going down it now um I like Derek Hall, the kid at Auburn. If you want to go back and watch a Derek Hall uh, tape, Edge Russia, go back and watch the game against Alabama where Auburn are, are ahead, like 16 nothing into the fourth quarter. And then Bryce Young scores the – they march down the field at the end and win the game, win the Iron Bowl. Derek Hall dominated that game. He was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think he's a top 60 player at worst – Uh, Jalen Redmond is another guy Oklahoma interior defensive lineman who I really liked, who who flashed over and over again when I was watching him on film last year um, for for Oklahoma just the ability to to get um, inside guards under centers swim moves those sorts of things to get after. Uh, the quarterback. He gave um Osiris Torrance some difficulties. He gave MLECO, the Alabama uh, guard, some um some some problems, just as an interior pressure guy. Uh, I think Richmond uh, Redmond is a um, is a really interesting guy. And then just go down to the skill position players. Uh, let's have a look who else is on this list. I think John Michael Schmitz, the Minnesota center, has, has had a really good week. Uh, he's been excellent. Steve Avila is a really interesting player. He's a TCU center. I think he'll be a guard. He's really athletic. He's the sort of guy, plug and play starter for the Dolphins at left guard, uh, Steve Avila to me. Or you play him at center and you move Connor Williams back to left guard. I mean, Avila would be absolutely in my wheelhouse uh, for one of those day two picks for the Dolphins so yeah there's some players I like uh there's lots of interesting um interesting talent out there I don't think it's a great year actually for the senior bowl I don't think there's you know th- there aren't many absolutely bang to right first round picks um playing at the senior bowl this year which is quite interesting and it feels like the shrine bowl has caught up a little bit when you look at like Zay Flowers is there and, and those sorts of things but mm. the players on this list and um you know some players that the Dolphins should be interested in
1: yeah, out of the Miami guys, you know, I consider me completely confused on on Stevenson, uh, you know, defensive back. Um he just wasn't very very good this year. And I believe he'll be uh, inside of the top 150 because uh Miami guys always test well. They're they're always going to run well. Um you know, so ex- expect for him to have a good showing at the combine and that'll move him up. One guy that that is completely confuses me is Will Mallory. He just got progressively worse mm-hmm. at the university of Miami uh he's just a guy uh I mean, Will Mallory yeah. will be a guy that you know he will he catch passes at the next level sure he's a poor blocker uh i don't expect him to be particularly fast so for those asking you know will mallory you know just make the natural jump to the next level He's not as good as anybody on the roster right now for the Miami Dolphins.
0: Uh, Interestingly, uh, Mallory's played pretty well. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. He's had he's had a good camp.
1: He's had a a good week, but but I just don't see it. He's he's a poor blocker. Uh, He's had plenty of opportunity to to cement himself as as the next great you know Miami Hurricane tight end, and he's just always disappointed. He's just always come up just a little short, just a little short. All right. That's gonna be it. Um on Monday, I guess we'll talk more about this because you know I'm pretty sure there'll be another twist and turn in the in the Fangio saga. But we'll talk to you then. And then it'll be Super Bowl week. And I'm pretty sure we'll do a Super Bowl preview sometime next week. But that's it. There is no more. Talk to you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to three yards per caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.